On this episode, listen to my conversation with Selena Celeste, who runs a successful podcast agency, helping others to launch their very own podcasts. Selena, thank you so much again for taking the time to come on these Stories Behind the Grind podcast. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's always fun being interviewed. I was uh, wondering if you could tell the audience a bit about your backstory and how did you get to where you are today, you know, running a successful podcast agency? Oh, man. Uh, I'll try and tell you in a nutshell because <laughs> there's a lot. I grew up a very outgoing girl, but as I got older, you know, I was an only child. I kind of had some social anxiety, some social awkwardness, and I let it get into my head. And by the time I hit middle school, I was bullied a lot. I was picked on a lot, and I just did not fit in at all. I was always just like the odd one out. And I really struggled with that throughout high school, even into my early 20s. And by the time I got to that age, I had completely just put away who I really was to kind of put on a mask for what people wanted to see pretty much. And I really struggled with accepting myself and being very genuine and very true to who I was. So I was always unhappy. And I went through that really stereotypical phase of partying and drinking and all that other stuff when I was younger. And I thought that's how people should live their lives. I thought that was what the cool kids were doing. And in the back of my head, I always was very unsatisfied. And there came a point in time where I woke up and uh, <laughs> I have told this story a lot, but I always tell everyone I, I had a quarter life crisis. And um, I woke up one day and I was working at a, my dead end job at the time. I had just partied the night before. I was really hungover. And I looked in the mirror at myself and I was just like a mess. I was a hot mess. And I told myself, I asked, why am I doing this? And I'd come from a very, very shaky past. I was abused as a teenager and, you know, also suicidal. So like those tendencies were coming back. And I was like, I don't want to go back into that, that mindset, that thought process. And I just didn't want to go back there. And it literally hit rock bottom. I was so unfulfilled with my life. I was so unhappy. My health was shit, honestly. And it was just really bad. And at that moment in time, I knew I had to make a decision. Do I keep going down the path that I'm going or do I see what's on the other side? The other side was something that I didn't know, something that I knew I had to create and build. But the question was, am I willing to put in the work to be that happy person that I know I could be? And so at that moment in time, I remember I looked at myself directly in the face in the mirror and I was like, we're not doing this again. So I literally destroyed myself. I, I like cut off all those friends. I cut off all those toxic habits that I generated throughout the past years. And I completely revamped my life and worked on rewiring my brain and acquiring a new mindset different from my old mindset. And it literally took me, I want to say like three years because I am 24 now. And I started this when I was 20. It was a very dark time. It was another like downward spiral that I had experienced. One of the biggest ones actually, because I was forced to look at my shadows and like everything that had come up to that point. 
And I focused on meditating, focused on just realigning my life with like what I actually liked. I ended up getting a new job. I ended up creating new habits, new healthy mindset. And at the end of those three years, because uh, I just turned 24, when I was 23, I finally came out of that just like construction on myself with such clarity and such a huge just picture in my head of what I wanted my life to be. And from there, things started to naturally come to me. And I discovered podcasting through a mutual friend of mine. And when I was on his show for the first time, actually any show for the first time ever, I felt very just on fire because it was the first time I was able to share my story. And I got an idea in my head. I was like, why don't I start a podcast? So I can share my voice and my message with other people. And it was a lot of me getting over like, what if I'm bad? What if I suck? What if no one listens to me? So that was a whole nother journey in and of itself. But I stuck with it. The first three months were hell because I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was just camera shy. I messed up my guest's name. It was a really embarrassing just time period. But after those three months, after I kept pushing through when everyone else probably would have quit, I found passion on the other side of it. I found passion. Like every time I get behind the microphone and I'm able to share my story and just fill like all of my heart and soul out on to my show, it just lights me up. And when I'm able to have guests on and interview them and highly intelligent conversations with them, it just lights me up. And that's where the passion for podcasting came and throughout that, I noticed that a lot of other people wanted to kind of tap into that podcasting. And I was, I was happy for them. And I ended up creating the business that I have now, which is a podcast management slash like launching company. Like I help people manage and launch their podcasts. And it's been really fulfilling. It's been really great, like helping other people make their podcast dreams become a reality. And I, I love it. I love every minute of it. You mentioned... Um you started to change your sort of mindset on life. What did you notice started changing when you started to change? It's funny because like when I decided to change, I was very impatient at first because I was really just sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I came at it with just, I want everything to change overnight. You know, I was like, okay, on Monday, I'm just going to like revamp my whole entire life. And it didn't really happen like that. But the biggest change that I saw when I was starting to change was the way I was reacting to my outside world and the way that I was thinking. I think the thoughts was the first thing that I actually realized. There was a certain circumstance when I was driving to work one week and um, someone had cut me off and it kind of like rolled off my shoulders. And it wasn't until like later that day, I was like, man. I would have like normally gotten really upset about that, but I didn't. And I, I just was just like, oh, interesting. And the more time went on and the more circumstances and situations that happened to me, I reacted differently in a more peaceful way, in a more like kind of rolling off my shoulders way. And I worked in customer service and like certain things wouldn't get to me anymore. I was like beginning to notice that I was more focused and more uh, just like in tune and more self-aware in the world around me. It was a very interesting experience. But when I actually like 
started comparing, contrasting, like how I thought back then to how I was thinking at that moment, that's when I realized that things were starting to change. But that didn't happen for at least like the first six months or so. Yeah, it's not a not an overnight fix, you know. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people think that oh, you know, it's a seven day program or it's a it's a thirty day program, and you know, after the end of the thirty days, everything's going to change. But it's really like you mentioned, it's an ongoing process, and it'll it'll carry with you for the rest of your life. But it's it takes time, and it takes an awareness, and it takes investment in yourself, and understanding what you're sort of after and what you want in this life to sort of get through it. Yeah, exactly. And that's funny that you say that because when I realized that I was in a place in my life where I didn't want things to like continue and where I really knew like, okay, this is not what I want my life to be. A crystal clear picture of what I actually wanted my life to be came into my head. I think like once you get that slap in the face, like, hey, this is going to be your life if you don't change something. I think that's when people are like, okay, I definitely don't want this anymore. I want this. And sometimes it's like what it takes, you hitting rock bottom, you getting slapped in the face with like some sort of circumstance. But it's always like something big that happens to you when you're just like, okay, this is my life right now, but this is actually what I don't want this to be my life. And that's what kind of like pushed me to change. It's, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I actually went through the same process probably February, March this year. And kind of similar to you, sort of would put up a mask in front of other people. And mm-hmm. it wasn't 100% true to who I was. And I was getting into a situation where I was almost going to make the same mistake for a third time in a row and, and decided, look, if I don't change, I'm, I'm going to make this mistake. So I, you know, it was through the pain that I decided, no, I need to do something differently. It all sort of centered around vulnerability for me and sort of opening up to others and putting myself out there. And, you know, for me, taking a risk and instead of, for example, when someone asks, how is your day going? Instead of just saying, oh, okay, or good, sort of delving a bit deeper. And that's how it all started for me. And I just built upon that. And I found that was, once again, sort of motivated by the pain that I went through a few times. And once you learn the lesson from the mistakes you make, you sort of never make that mistake again. And it sounds like you sort of went through the same uh, probably in a different circumstances, but sort of similar journey. Yeah, it, it was very similar uh, now that you mention it because, you know, I am a little bit introvert, a little bit extrovert, but I'm also like really nerdy and like really just kind of eccentric about stuff that I'm passionate about. And so like when I was growing up, I, I definitely thought that being a nerd isn't cool. This isn't like cool. No one's doing this. Like, why am I doing this? Like when you really step into like who you really are, your genuine self, all of these things just become uncovered and you attract so much more to you naturally just through being yourself, just through being who you truly are. You you attract like the right people, the right circumstances, the right things. You are finally happy because you're not wearing a mask anymore. I had a huge problem when I was first starting to like destroy like all my bad habits. I would like meet new people and I would find myself like kind of like starting to like put on that mask again. And I was like, no, wait, Selena, we're not doing that anymore. You're going to be 100% yourself. And that was like a big lesson that I had to learn because I knew that, you know, if I tried to be someone who I wasn't, I was going to attract toxic people into my life or people who weren't meant for me into my life. That was a really big lesson that I had to learn over and over again. And it was only through me me being 100% genuine, 100% Selena that I actually stopped 
like toxic people were no longer like cycling through my life. It was a very interesting experience. Yeah, it comes back down that to that sort of congruency of yourself, your actions and who, who you believe you are. Mm-hmm. And if there's a disconnect, that's when there's a lot of stress and anxiousness that can happen. But if there's, a, if there's an alignment between those two, then you, you often find that you, you will have more energy and life becomes simpler in senses. You know, because you know who you are and you're not, you're not afraid to project to the world who you are and you're confident in who you are and you're not putting a mask on to sort of please other people or to protect yourself. Yeah, it's definitely in those two senses. Like you're either trying to impress someone or you're trying to like trying to hide something or just protect yourself because you think you might be rejected. Uh, you mentioned before you sort of tend to, to meditate and what else do you do to, to foster sort of a strong mental wellness? I I do meditate a lot. That's actually like the biggest thing that I do. And I also have journaling sessions with myself. I write down a lot of what I want to become, what I want to be in the future. And I also write my day out and just like the daily lessons. Like there was one time that I had this customer yell at me for no reason because I'm still like in customer service with my nine to five job. So I had a customer yell at me for no particular reason. And I was like journaling about it like later that night. And I was like, man, what's the lesson in this? And I actually walked away from that experience from that lesson of being like, okay, people are going to be mean to you, but that's their issue, not yours. So it, you know, kind of dissecting things in my head a little bit through journaling also helps me. Uh, Another thing that I love to do is hike. I live in Colorado and I am absolutely obsessed with going outside in the mountains in quiet, peaceful nature. And I just walk and I I just hike and I think, and I just, I go through the motions, it goes through my thoughts. And then like, sometimes I'll tap back into the present moment and like, look around, look at the views. But that's also something that I do to really just like get inside myself, get inside my head and just be more self-aware. And, um, I have a couple other hobbies. I do a lot of art. I uh, do a lot of reading. Also, sometimes I go on walks with my dogs. That's when I kind of do like a like a walking meditation. But I've kind of found different ways to integrate these little exercises into my everyday life. And uh, it's made a really, really big difference. I love how you've, you've integrated sort of the meditation component in a lot of what you do. It's important to dedicate time to, you know, meditate purely. But mm-hmm. there's the other aspect of being able to do it during the day. And you mentioned hiking. Um, that's something I, I love to do as well. I probably don't do enough, actually. It's a similar feeling when you're out in the environment. You sort of you forget about everything. Everything sort of seems to vanish. Mm-hmm. And then you, it really gives you time to, to process what's going on. And often, yeah. most of the time, you know, the issues that you're experiencing, all the circumstances that you're in, less significant than you, you make it out to be when you're in the moment. Yeah. And it's funny, the realizations you come to when you're just like out alone in nature, it kind of feels like your batteries are recharging, your mind's getting renewed and you're like coming up with solutions to your problems and like realizations to like all these different things, at least for me. (laughs) But yeah, I, it's funny just like being out in nature. I always feel like I come out of it. Like when I'm done with my hike, I come out of it in a completely new like state of mind. Like my mind was in a certain state when I started and then when I get out of a hike, I'm in a completely different like phase of that. Yeah, it's so true. I'm curious. I, I don't do it, but do you sort of journal after you hike and do, do you notice or do you reflect on the state change that you had before and after? 
So I usually a journal at night or I'll journal on my hike. I'll just like find a place to just like sit down and jot down some thoughts. Um, but I found that I get caught up in my thoughts a lot more when I'm hiking. So sometimes I even forget to journal. Mm -hmm. uh, but the times when I actually do remember, I, I actually just try and like stay in the present moment as much as possible. Like I'll look around, I'll take a deep breath, I'll smell the trees and like actually smell them, but like smell the aroma of the trees and I'll listen to the birds and I'll, I'll write that down in my journal. I'll be like, this is a very calming experience. And I smell the trees around me, the wind blowing, moving my hair across my face. I just kind of like write down very present thoughts and uh, force myself to really enjoy the moment fully. But lately I've been so caught up in my thoughts. I've forgotten to journal, but it's, it's a really amazing experience just uh, being present in nature, especially because it teaches us so much about life. Yeah, nature definitely is the, I guess it's it's what reality is in a sense. You know, it's not guarded by, nature just is. Yeah, oh, natural what? cycles and everything else. Mm, for sure. So when you're out in nature, obviously you, you try to be in the present moment. Do you find that then carries into your day-to-day -day life as well? Oh, yeah. And it, it's funny because the more I train my brain to do that, the more I find that it kind of falls into my work life, my business life. And it's funny because when I first started to do all of this, I didn't notice it at first. And then the more time I spent out in nature, the more I realized it was affecting me outside of nature. The more I realized I was just more calm in my everyday life. I was just more, I like to call it Zen <laughs> in my everyday life. And it's affected me. And I feel like when you do anything for a long enough amount of time, you start changing your brain chemistry. And I think that's what was happening to me is like I was going out into nature, really just focusing on enjoying the present moment. By the time I got out of nature, I had just been in that space for such a long time, for so many times a week. My brain was like changing. My brain chemistry was changing. And that's what was like actually starting to fall over into my, my actual life. And it's funny because I was learning about brain plasticity after I had like really gotten into hiking. And I was like, this is like why I'm like getting so like chill and like so relaxed. It's because I'm creating new neural pathways in my brain that are connected to peace, that are connected to quiet, to the present moment, to self-awareness. And um, slowly but surely, you know, once you do all that stuff for a long amount of time, your brain chemistry starts changing. And then like that's your new default. And it's really cool because you can set that default to be whatever you want to. You can set it to be peace, zen, self-awareness, drive, passion, whatever you want it to be. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say the same thing about neuroplasticity. And um, it takes a bit of effort to begin with and a bit oh, of sort oh, of yeah. foresight to put it in place. But it's, it's like a habit, really. The more you do it, the more you get used to doing it. And I, I use mentally in my own head, I, I use sort of brushing your teeth as a great example. You know, you don't even think about doing it, yet you, you do it every day. It's the same with any habit. At the start of creating a habit, it's going to take a lot of mental energy to, you know, to change behavior. But if you keep repeating that same, I guess, the new habit, then eventually it becomes almost as easy as brushing your teeth. It's just something you do as opposed to something you, you sort of have to force yourself to do. 
So you end up spending yeah. or wasting less mental energy on that. And then you can start sort of changing other aspects of your life slowly. Yeah. It took me three whole years, I believe, maybe even a little bit more, but to completely just like get into the habit of positive thinking and the habit of just like positive mental energy, three whole years to like completely just like rewire my brain, override the programming that I had before, which was extremely negative. I was extremely pessimistic, negative person. And it's crazy because when I look back on who I was, I can't even recognize myself. It's crazy because I have pictures and like I go back to my Facebook and people who have known me from back then, they're like, who are you? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> I think, you know, for the, for the listeners of this, uh, this podcast, I mean, three years might sound like a long time, but the three years are going to go past regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time's uh, going to pass either exactly. way. Exactly. So the time's going to, to move anyway. So might as well move it in, in a direction you want it to be heading as opposed mm-hmm. to be being stuck in the same, the same place you are today in three years' time. Yeah. And I also feel like it's about how badly you want it. It came into play for me a long time ago when I was, well, three years ago, a long time ago. But when I was first really starting to want to change my life, it went from like, yeah, that sounds good. And then I would suffer more. And I was like, yeah, this is sounding really good right now. And then I would suffer. And I was like, you know what? Like, I really want this. And then I would suffer more. And then I finally hit rock bottom and I wanted peace. I wanted happiness so badly. I literally like broke down on my floor and I was crying. And um, that was the thing that really, really like made me make that decision. And looking back on it now, I realized like I wanted to become this person that I am now. I wanted to be hurt so, so badly. And I feel like that's the main thing when it comes to changing your life, doing a habit, like how badly do you want it? Like what is your deep rooted why? Are you willing to take the time, the effort, the energy to really become this person or gain this skill set or like get this goal? Are you willing to sacrifice everything to get it and put all that you are into it? And at that time, my answer was yes. And it was the biggest thing that drove me forward. It's what's driving me forward in my business right now. And um, I always tell myself when I'm journaling, when I'm journaling about the person that I want to become, I always say, how badly do you want this? And I like repeat that to myself. And I just kind of like refuel my fire like day after day after day. Yeah, it's a great question to ask. What What are you willing to sacrifice or, or what are you willing to give up to be, you know, the person you could be? And it's easy, you know, people might say, oh, I'm willing to give up, you know, X, Y, and Z. You've really got to believe it. It's not just words that you say. It really has to come from a from a deep belief. You actually really do want it because there are sacrifices and we can't do everything that we want to do in this world. So we have to pick. We have to, I guess, be selective in, in what we do. Yeah, you can't do everything. So mm-hmm. you've got to pick those things that you want to do, you know, that you really do want to do it and make sure it comes from internally as opposed to what someone else has told you you want to do. Yes. I always tell people all the time, even in my most recent interview, I'm like always find and pull stuff, passion, drive from within. If you look anywhere outside of yourself for happiness, for love, for your motivation, for your next great idea, even 
you're always either going to a find it but it'll be gone it's fleeting it won't last forever because it's something on the outside or b it'll just be something that will be taken away like if say love you're looking for love on the outside something that'd be taken away or changed but if you foster all of these really deep-rooted emotions within yourself and you're able to cultivate and then pull from within yourself. I know that sounds like really weird, but just practicing like cultivating love within yourself and then, you know, extending it outwards and cultivating like motivation within yourself and then expressing it through your business and cultivating creativity through yourself and then, you know, going and painting a picture and just like learning to get all this stuff from within as opposed to without. It's something that will never be taken away. It's something that will always be with you. And it's something that's going to make you a better person overall. And you are going to be able to do so much more because you're able to create all of this within you and not outside of you. Nothing's going to be limited because you're making it yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I urge the listeners to this podcast to, you know, rewind and, and listen to that a few times. Once you sort of start start to understand that it really come, first comes from a place of internally, because, you know, you yourself are the only constant in a way. You can never escape yourself. You're always going to be around yourself. Yeah, exactly. Might, might as well come from, from within anyway. Uh, that way, you, you know, you'll never lose it. Yeah. And that was something that I always like told myself when I was beginning to change. I'm like, I am going to wake up to myself, go to sleep with myself. I might as well be best friends with myself. I might as well love myself because like I'm stuck with me. So (laughs) what's the point of fighting me? Because like literally when it comes down to it, it's you versus you every single day. And like when I quit fighting myself and I quit like butting heads with myself because it was like the real Selena versus like the mask Selena and we would always like fight fight when I finally like took off that mask and it was just like me and me and like my true self I was able to not fight myself anymore and like actually become my own best friend as weird as that sounds and I still have self-doubt and I still get mad at myself and I'm still like self-conscious from time to time but I, I don't let it overtake me and I also come at it from a really like loving perspective like okay like, yes, you really butchered that project. And yes, you really just like messed that up really, really big. But you know what? Next time, you know what not to do. I kind of like look at life from a little bit of a sense of humor. Like, okay, now I know what not to do. Now I know to do this differently. Now I know not to treat this next circumstance like that. My recent relationship, I've learned a lot of things. Now I know what not to do with, you know, my next relationship. So it's all about your perspective, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Because events that happen in life, they both have a positive and negative um, tinge to it. And it's how you mm-hmm. view it. If you view it in a negative light, then you'll see all the negative aspects. And if you view it in a positive light, you'll see all the positive aspects. And it doesn't mean if you see it through a positive light, you ignore all the negative aspects. Like you recognize that they're there, but you just don't let it, like you said before, let it control your reactions to it. I love how you mentioned before, you know, you've gone through this whole let's call it a three to four year transformation. And even even now you've still got the days of self-doubt and, and, and self-consciousness. I guess that they never really go away in a sense, but you sort of learn how to, how to use them and how to react to them better. You don't close down and experience no emotions. You just learn how to harness them and, and how to react to them in a positive light. Yes, exactly. That was like the biggest thing that really helped me get control over 
my uh, self-hatred that I used to have for myself because I used to hate myself. Like, I don't know why I had this like deep burning hatred for myself because I used to be like so socially awkward and put myself in situations with like guys. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Selena, you idiot. Like, oh man, it was so bad. But it helped me to cultivate self-love through learning how to manage my emotions and learning how to look at things through a different perspective and also have like a sense of humor and a sense of love. Now I, I actually transmute emotions. So I'll take like, if something makes me really angry, like if I, let's say recently, actually, I was working on a project for my business and I had been just hammering out all week. And I was like doing the last bit of this project. It was due the next morning for a client. And I fell asleep at my computer and I woke up late at like nine o'clock and I had missed two calls. I was furious with myself and I was really mad. Obviously I needed sleep, but I actually like took that anger and I kind of like transmuted it into drive. And like, I just knocked out that whole entire day. Like I took all that anger that was towards myself and I was like, okay, let's actually make this drive to keep doing better and keep moving forward. A lot of times when I'm dealing with like an unpleasant emotion or something that is not serving me in a positive way, I'll take that negative emotion, I'll accept it, I will sit with it, and then I'll kind of try and change it into something else. That's amazing that you're able to harness, I guess, the, the emotional force. Kind of sounds a bit spiritual in a way, but you're sort of harnessing emotional energy. <laughs> and those strong emotions obviously have stronger emotional energy. And I'm not a spiritual person, just putting it out there, but it's um, I'm quite analytical and, and want all the facts and numbers. <laughs> but it kind of feels a little bit bizarre talking about it. But yeah, essentially, I guess it sounds like you're, you're harnessing that emotional force, accepting it, you know, which means drawing it into yourself and then um, using that and pushing it out again into a, into a positive driving loop or force that allows you to, to move forward. Yes, that's exactly it. There was times where I would come home from my nine to five job and be absolutely just appalled. <laughs> when I was at my dead end job, I was, I would come home just like so upset that I was working there. I hated it. And then I used that through my like transformational period. I used like all that emotion that I hate, that it, like made me hate my job. And it made me like work on myself that much harder. I was like, I need to take this hatred that I have for my job and I need to put it towards working on myself. So in the future, I will never work at a job like this again. And I've done that so many times. And I, <laughs> it's funny, it's like default for me now because I, I refuse to like m let myself get into that dark place again. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, all right, well, am I going to let this emotion eat away at me or, or am I going to let this emotion work for me? It's the same emotion, but the way you apply it to your life is completely up to you. Yeah, it's, it's how you take that on. And you, you mentioned something good before about having, you know, every, every circumstance or every situation has a lesson to learn, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's up to us as humans to identify what lessons we can learn in the, in the circumstances that we find ourselves in now and go, okay, well, you know, if, if things aren't working out the way you want them to, trying to get to the core reason as to why. And often it comes back down to yourself. You know, maybe it's your perspective on the whole situation or maybe there's been something that you've been doing that you shouldn't have been doing it and you're, you know, 
subconsciously fueling the circumstances that you find yourself in. So yes. thank you, thank you for um for mentioning the lessons that you've learned. Yeah, uh, of course. Selena, uh, a question that I like to ask um, all guests, and everyone's got a different answer, and I'd love to hear yours. What's your definition of the grind? That is a very good question. It's funny because I have a vision board right above me, actually, that I keep in my my little work area. And it's called The Rules of Success. And I actually got it from Gary Vee. And it's what I base like my whole work principle on. The seven rules. And uh, it's kind of how I define like my work principle, my grind. And those rules are put your head down and work hard. Don't cheat. Document the journey. Enjoy the process. Don't make excuses. Love others, but give zero shits about their opinion. (laughs) That's my favorite one. And also invest and use time wisely. And through that, you will dominate. So the grind for me is, if I were to put that in a nutshell, I would say the grind for me is working diligently and hard with purpose, but also with passion. Because for me, if I'm not having fun, I'm not going to enjoy myself. So I always make sure I don't lose that bit of spark that I had when I first started. When I started podcasting, I was starting to lose that spark of just like enjoying it because I was focusing so much on my numbers. I was focusing so much on my downloads and like just getting really technical about it. And I was losing that fun, just enjoyment of like actually podcasting because I was so worried about all the other stuff. So Balancing the fun and the diligent work is definitely part of the grind for me. And I feel like through that balance, not only will you have fun doing what you love, but you will also make continuous, consistent progress at the same time. Oh, perfect. So, Lynn, where, where can people find more about you, what you're up to, and your podcast? Well, first of all, I am under Selena Celeste on all my social media handles. And that is C-E-L-I-N-A. It's spelled differently. But you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat under Selena Celeste. And my podcast is called Simply Celeste. It's uh, literally everywhere. (laughs) It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, Breaker, uh, all those really big podcast platforms. And uh, I upload every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But if you guys want to check me out on there or through my social media, I'd be happy to talk to you. If you want to ever be a guest on my podcast, shoot me a DM. I'm always having new podcast guests, so I would love to like interview more people. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Thanks once again and um, and all the best. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. And it was fun being interviewed. It's, it's <laughs> funny when you're a podcaster and you're interviewing so many people and then you're getting interviewed. It's like a different element to it. It's really fun though. If this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, I appreciate you for stopping by. Please subscribe. Otherwise, if you took away valuable advice from this episode, I'd love for you to share it with others. Until next time.